All right, welcome back to Optimistically Salty. I'm experiencing a little bit of a technical difficulty today, but let's try to get through a recording. New year, new me. You know, I feel like I always see that at the beginning of the new year, and I have not seen that once starting in 2021. Like, we're all a little bit less gung-ho than we were last year (laughs) about the excitement of what's to come this year. So, welcome back and enjoy. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about boundaries and the runaway train. Let's start with the train. (laughs) Finishing up 2020, I talked about rock bottom, and I have this analogy of this little, you know, the little engine that could. So I thought rock bottom was the bottom of the hill. Turns out it's somewhere in the middle of the hill, maybe, or beginning or top of it that you're doing all the work you don't know when it's going to end everything feels awful (laughs) and while I was in the midst of that while I was in my rock bottom I was watching an interview between two ballerinas um, Megan Fairchild and Lauren Lovett and They were discussing what it was like for them as these professional athletes, ballerinas, who had been cut off from their job. And the realization that they had, what they had been doing, like how they had burnt themselves out so completely, how depleted they were, how hungry and tired they were, and how... They couldn't see it when they were in it, but once they got a break, they were able to have the breakdown that had been building. And hearing them talk about it was so, like, I so needed to hear that I was not the only one who experienced a breakdown. I wasn't the only one who, when life stopped enough, I could actually feel things again and how horrible that really was. I realized that basically for the past seven years, I've just been go, 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 go. What's next? What's next? What's next? What certification do I need? How do I improve a business? How do I take better care of my kids? What other therapies can I do for my son? How do I stay on top of his IEP? And I just go, go, go. And... How do I cut weight for the competition? How do I improve myself as a person? And I never just let myself be. And I never accepted my worth as a person who just is. I accepted my worth if I was your friend who knew about fitness. I accepted my worth if I was somebody who did jujitsu. I accepted my worth if I was a special needs mom. And if all of those things kind of fell away and or if I was simultaneously just failing at them all, where do I find my worth? And 
to have everything just kind of come down around you, to strip away all your addictions, to just deal with what's left took a while. And to hear someone who is wildly successful and professional experience it almost like gave me permission (laughs) to finally be like, yeah, that's what happened. And one of the other things they talked about in the interview was the desire to share that information. And I remember and I look back and I see some of my posts on social media and I really wanted to share the whole process. And I think that, you know, being on social media gives you that desire. Like you're like, oh, look, I'm vulnerable because I'm sharing what's going on with me. And we talk about how brave women are if they're willing to show their stomach rolls on Instagram. And all of a sudden it just occurred to me, like, how brave are you if you just stop sharing? How brave are you if you stay in your own lane and take care of yourself? And the less I shared, I mean, I still dealt with the stuff. I still had self-doubt. I still constantly felt the desire to put something up to be like, hey, heads up, I'm having a mental breakdown over here. But I didn't really feel like it would benefit anyone for me to share. And when I saw that interview and she talked about like that compulsion, that need to like update people constantly about what you're doing and what you're feeling. I was like, Oh, thank God. I'm not the only one who's like so addicted to sharing that I don't even give myself time to process anymore. And Sometime between December and now, January of the next year, it finally clicked that when I keep those things to myself and I process them, that's having boundaries for me. When I'm experiencing something and I actually let myself experience it without inviting other people's opinions or ideas into it, that I grow as a person. When I don't immediately try to find a book about the topic, (laughs) that I actually get to be heard for myself. So at some point in there, I decided that I was worthy right now, as I am, in my big yoga pants, (laughs) doing whatever I'm doing, I'm worthy. And once that started to creep into my thoughts, it was like the little engine that could crested the top of the hill and started I mean, it's been insane, the warp speed of things happening since then. I don't feel like I fully see that yet. I still, I remind myself, um, I remember reading at some point last year, 
that a lot of people struggle with things that they like about themselves, but you have to find one thing that you like about yourself. And so my one thing that I like about myself was that I would say, I like how tall I am. And as soon as I would say that or think that, I felt my posture change. I would stand up straight or sit up straight and I would hold my head up high. And I felt like a chain reaction through my body. And now I'm following that up with, I'm worthy as I am. So I have this physical reaction to the thought and then I follow it up with, and I'm worthy as I am. And it went from like the struggle of trying to kickstart habits and trying to live more presently in my life and be mindful and checking things off my list daily to almost effortlessly getting the things done that I was trying to get done. It's not perfect, but I'm not numbing myself out anymore. I'm not trying to avoid life anymore. I'm just doing little things every day that keep me moving forward. And it just flows so smoothly compared to the struggle that it was. And I wish that I could explain that in a way that might give others hope. I don't know where you are on that track, but there was just some tipping point moment that I reconnected with that ease. And it's not the same as it was January of 2020 because I was still trying to carry everything then. And now it's like everything is a no unless it's a yes. I really am reluctant to add to my life right now. But I also know that, you know, this can't go on forever. <laughs> this is about continuing to build ease and momentum moving forward. So one of the other things that I thought I would share after listening to the ballet interview, of course, um, I had just kind of this itch that I was like, you know what? I have really struggled to find movement that I enjoyed over the past year. And I'm not going back to jujitsu yet, but I want to start building my core. I want to feel good in my body. I want to do something that just makes me smile. And <laughs> I found via the internet adult beginners ballet. And it has made me so happy <laughs> to sign into a live class with these other adult women who it seems like a lot of us are living the same story where it was like, oh, I was in ballet, you know, when I was in middle school or whatever, or high school. And then I quit dancing because of whatever reason. A lot of them were injuries, it sounds like, um, and to have found their way back to ballet and how excited they are because I think for me, I think I quit ballet because my grades were not great and my parents wanted me to have more time to dedicate to school and when I look back on that now, I, I 
maybe I wish I would have known myself better when I was younger. That I wish I could have more confidently said, you know what, I'm not a great student, but I need to move my body. (laughs) And figured out a compromise or a solution instead of just kind of abandoning it. I think that that is a very natural and easy thing for me is to just um, take blame and then abandon the thing. And I was probably not a great ballerina. I've never gone back and watched the videos of my performances or anything like that. I, I don't think I did well with timing, but I really enjoyed the precision and I enjoyed the practice and I enjoyed the routine of it. So now I am an adult beginner ballerina in my kitchen. (laughs) It's really one of the wonderful benefits of all of this stuff because now you can get online and take ballet classes where I think um, the teachers are with the St. Louis Ballet. I don't think I would have found something in Arizona that would have offered me this opportunity. And I'm just going to take advantage of it as long as I can. And... It's adorable to me because my daughter is now just a ballerina all over the house. Don't get me wrong. There's still a fair amount of wrestling happening in our life because we are jujitsu people. But it's just really cool when you start to grow and connect with life and you start to um, manage yourself, like how that trickles into your family. It's easy to, you know, make that somehow then your responsibility to help other people get to where they're going. But for right now, I think I'm just going to focus on the fact that I finally have got my shit moving in the right direction and just hope that for anyone else who's out there struggling to try to get back on track or trying to feel like they're moving, that I feel like the place that you have to really find is that place of self-worth and then I think that the really really tricky part that comes afterwards is that I'm worthy all the time even when I'm not the mom I wish I was and even when I'm not the daughter I wish I was I'm still worthy And then the really, really hard part is that if I'm worthy, then so are you. Even if you don't do things I like, even if I don't agree with what you believe or what you value. Holding a space where everyone is worthy is kind of the place that I'm at now. And it's not easy. Especially given today's climate and our oversharing tendencies on social media, it's really easy to just want to jump in and judge. And instead, I'm trying to just remind myself that if I'm worthy, then so are you. I have not been practicing yoga recently, and I have found the movements, the poses, Let me be specific. I've not been practicing the poses of yoga. 
And my little homework assignment to anyone who is interested is for you to look up Google or whatever, the eight limbs of yoga and to learn something else about what yoga is. Because the poses that you see that are so much Western yoga are just one part of yoga. There is so much about not stealing, about living peacefully and doing no harm. There's so much about how you conduct yourself and how you live life and what that means and what that looks like that is so lost on us and our ideas of yoga. And I really have enjoyed the past week or so I've been learning from a teacher from India about how we have taken yoga and made it something else. And how do you get away from the perfect body, hyper-extended, hyper-everything filtered yoga pose on Instagram and actually bring it back into a way of living life. I don't know. There's something about connecting mind, body, spirit. There's something about worthiness within yourself and others that's just, I think, going to keep blooming for me over the next couple of months. So thank you for listening to that little ranty rant and welcome to 2021. I honestly, I can focus on the bad stuff of last year, but honestly, my 2020 was more good than bad. And I think that I lost sight of that a little bit. So I'm happy to be feeling more myself, more grounded with how I see the world. And I hope the same for you. I wish us all so many blessings for this year. I feel like I should say namaste after that. (laughs) I had my little hands up and everything. So here's to 2021 and to all of the amazing things that will happen. And I guess not a mistake.